God, I feel the diabetes right now coming from the Amish. Their peanut butter is so good, they put marshmallow in it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, get your tickets to the Battle of the Century with Thor Ragnarok. That's right. That's right. There are more shakeups in Star Wars land. Mmm, milk shakeups is more mm, like it. Delicious. What what <laughs> milkshake would Yoda drink? Let's, oh, let's talk about this later. Some X-Men movies may already be done filming. Okay. Oh, all right. And more. Oh, man. So, uh, uh, off the record, or I guess off the mic, we were talking <laughs> about some uh, home improvement repairs that you've been dealing with since you're now a homeowner. Mm-hmm. You, you're officially moved into a different segment of your adulthood life. So now you have to like take time away from being a nerd and deal with drywall. It's How's that going? <laughs> drywall, painting, carpeting, sliding glass doors. Uh, you you name it, I've probably gone through it in the gamut of a week being here. <laughs> um, and what my problem is, I'm very, like, when I start a project, I have to finish it. It mm-hmm. can't just sit there. And I, I think uh, I'm learning early on, uh, you can't take on all the projects on your house at once. <laughs> you have to take them one at a time, and they're not going to get done that day. It may take a week or so. So I, I'm, I've got to pull myself back and reel it in. But I, I am focusing very hardly on my in-home theater slash gaming area yeah that's what it's all about yeah so i'm, I'm gonna mount my first tv to a wall um all right tomorrow six, 60 inches of tv mounted to that wall Ooh, yes yes uh i got the color lights my seats have been ordered they're coming in and we still don't have a couch in the main part of the house so <laughs> but you got the you got the theater seats. we got that's the we got the theater seats priorities mike that's what i'm talking about priorities Man, I love it. Um, I've also added um, my first pop vinyls to the house, <laughs> if you will. On and this, it took like two minutes into the show until you started talking about your pop vinyls. Well, <laughs> I, I just realized that today is actually the fifty-fourth birthday of the Avengers, Mike. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, and I actually just picked up the original Avengers set of pop vinyls from the oh, Avengers cool. movie. Is uh, that a, a new set, or did you just track it down? Uh, track it down. Someone had them out of sale. They're out of box, so they don't have the boxes. But that's fine with me because they look pretty cool. So it's you know Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Nick Fury. That's how many they made back then. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very. I think that's like a very low number in the set because they hadn't had pop vinyls that long, mm-hmm. uh, especially for Marvel. So I was really excited to get that, and then realized, oh my gosh, it's their birthday. So uh, <laughs> that's that. That was. It's, pretty cool in my book and and i think that's a great way to to open up the house with with the avengers pops so yeah that's right mm-hmm. mike you've got stuff going on i don't even know anymore <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more focused on me than you okay let's be honest here what do you got going on anything good well, this weekend I, I followed up on a promise that i made to myself last weekend where i i said i was gonna rewatch deadpool because if you've been listening oh, right. to the show long enough, you know that I am horrible at rewatching movies. It's not necessarily something that I try to do and fail. It's just I always find something else to watch. Like, for example, uh, the new season of BoJack Horseman on Netflix came out this weekend. I love that show, the fourth season. I binged that very, very quickly. It's a very awesome show. So it's just like, you know, oh, do I go back and watch a superhero movie that I already know is good? Or do I watch a new season of something else? I mean, there's so much 
there's so much content out there in the world. Like, I feel like anytime I go back on something old, I'm missing something new. So, but I was like, nope, I want to watch Deadpool. It's been so long. So I rewatched it and lo and behold, it's just as funny and just as entertaining as the first time I watched it. So Good. Uh, it definitely makes me excited for the sequel. Uh, I have it. I didn't buy it on iTunes, but I think I did connect it digitally through some sort of code. I don't know what the third party uh, business was that did that, but there are some extras on that DVD. I, I want to check those out. I always I always feel like, oh, I want to get this movie on iTunes so I get the extras, but then I never get around to watching the extras. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with me there. But uh, yeah, rewatching movies is something that I don't get a chance to do. So when I get to do it, it's newsworthy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Mike usually one and done usually with Mike over here. Uh, I mean, what was it? I think what was the last movie you got to see? Was it Guardians you saw twice? Um, um, did I see Guardians twice? I don't even remember. Maybe not. Um, but I don't know. It does make me wonder about the longevity of a character like Deadpool. You know, he was kind of a novelty in his first movie. It's the first time we've ever had him. We got to see his origin story. You know, we got to see him before he got all melty faced. And uh, really, the story was just about a very, like, brief day in Deadpool's life, and then we did the flashback. So now I'm kind of curious, what is his second movie going to be like? You know, I feel like we definitely need to add these new characters like Cable, because I feel like Deadpool's going to have to be more relegated to, not a side character, but I don't think he can be taken up the whole screen to kind of just not rehash the same jokes again because they're lucky that they're rated R and they can just say all the profanity in the world because luckily that's kind of the one character that can be carried through with swear words. But it started getting me thinking about Donald Glover's animated Deadpool show that's going to be coming on FX I don't really know, probably the next year or two. And it's just like, well, you're not necessarily going to be able to swear on FX. You know, you can use like some lewd language, but you're not going to be able to get, go to those F-bombs and some of those extra childish swear words. So I'm like, I don't know. How is this animated series going to work? Hopefully they can, Hopefully, since it's animated, the nice thing about animated worlds is the rights aren't so nailed down and separated between different studios. So maybe he can pal around with like Wolverine or Logan or whatever you want to call them to, to, get, uh, to get the that clawed uh, man in there or, you know maybe he can be like palling around like Spidey or making fun of like Beast or something because he keeps shitting on his lawn wow you, you, you've <laughs> already you've already set up the opening for the show Mike uh, it's just, there you go man just cleaning up but yeah we, got, we are actually going to talk about Deadpool later maybe some of this longevity Ooh. so so you're on the pulse of the news, Mike. You're you're there. You're feeling it, and I know you probably not read it yet. So that's great. <laughs> well, I like to think I have some qualifications. <laughs> yeah, well, at least one or two. But um, I don't know, man. I'm ready to jump into this. Let's 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 talk about uh something I'm I'm having issues with, and I'm very excited. Oh. But I'm very ha- I'm having issues with this. Thor Ragnarok. The tickets have mm-hmm. gone on sale now. That's so go. Right. That's two months. Early. Never have I seen like a movie. Releases tickets two months early like this, so mm-hmm. that's really good. They're feeling hyped for Thor Ragnarok. It just passed um, the um, for like movies this fall, like the the number of people talking about them trending. Uh-huh. It actually passed Justice League and I think Star Wars as of right now. Oh. So oh wow. So right. but we don't have a second Star Wars trailer. So <laughs> once we get that, we'll 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 see yeah. how that goes. Um, but some character posters have been revealed. Have you seen these? I don't I don't have the link offhand. Um, but no, it's like a color run version of the post of the characters. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. I take a, I took a look. It has like this kind of explosive, like colored powder around them. I think it's just doubling down on just kind of this visual extravaganza we're gonna get from Taika Waititi. I think this is gonna be a really crazy way to kind of look at Thor. 
um, and his world. And, and I think it's going to be so fun. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I love Taika Waititi. So this this movie's got everything going for it. You know, I'm not really worried about anything in this movie right now. I just want to go have a fun time. Like, I keep forgetting that there's like a giant wolf in the movie because it was only like tagged on to the last trailer just a little bit. So I can't wait to see what the hell that thing's going to do. I, I, I know it's going to fight the Hulk and that's going to be amazing. So, yeah. And, and, and we also get to see a, the actual Thor Hulk fight, which I hope is, you know, five to ten minutes of this movie because that would be awesome seeing them battle out there. <laughs> Yeah, you know that fight's going to be better than the fight between Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down with this for sure. Um, but what I'm having issues with here, I, I went to buy my tickets. Mike, have you bought your tickets yet for Thor? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. I'm all ready to go. All on it. Uh, my local theater uh, that I love to go to actually has does not have IMAX times up yet um, for that day. And they usually, I mean, every big movie like this is going to get an IMAX release. I mean, mm-hmm. this is promoting it. But they've also stated that they have reserved seating coming to the IMAX. So I'm thinking that they're adding the reserved seating back into the movie uh, theater because it was bought up by AMC earlier this year and they removed it temporarily. So if that comes back, I think these tickets will go on sale later. But I'm like, I need to get my tickets now. (laughs) Should I go ahead and get my tickets now at a new theater that has that 7 o'clock showing or wait for that IMAX showing? Because all the other times, not 7 o'clock, they're like 8 or or beyond for for Thor that evening. I'm crossing my fingers for you, Chris, because if AMC bought out your theater, I believe their stock prices have been literally cut in half this summer since the box office has been so bad this year. So hopefully, like, AMC didn't just buy something that they can't afford to do anything with. Oh, um, well, I think, well, I mean, if you saw, it was like a, 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 I forget who owned it beforehand, but it was run into the ground. So AMC. <laughs> can't, get, AMC can't get any worse is what you're saying? Yeah, it, that theater is only going up. Uh and I, I like AMC because I, I I'm a, a Stubbs Premier member or whatever, so I get points and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, but I mean I really want to go there, but if they don't get the seven o'clock IMAX, Mike, I need to see my seven o'clock showing. Well, tip. Well, this will be a tip for anybody out there who's looking looking to get tickets. It just at least how my theater works is sometimes when the pre-sale tickets go on sale, you know, I jump, I go to the page, I go to look at the times, and they're only selling like two show times. It's just like two show times. What are you doing here, people? Like this is like going to be one of the biggest movies of the year uh whatever movie i'm gonna go see because usually they're pretty big when i'm buying them ahead of time and if i go and i check the and i check on the tickets maybe almost exactly a week before the movie comes out i guess maybe that's maybe when the managers like schedule the theaters and they post up on their website but they'll just be like a plethora of like new show time so you kind of almost have to like judge like when the management at that theater has to like set the show times there so mm-hmm. usually, like, I get, like, a flood of new show times just about a week before the movie comes out. But uh, I was lucky enough to get tickets right away, so. No, that's good. That's good. I think also, you know, maybe if they sell those un- those not normal times early, uh, they might prevent themselves from being flooded at the, at the get-go. Yeah, maybe. Uh, like, if everyone's like, oh, I'm, uh, they don't have any 7 o'clock showings, I guess I'll get this 8.15. And then they open up the actual 7 o'clock later, like, oh, well, you know, all these people are going to these screenings. We have these open, so. I'm going to cross my fingers. Let me guys know if you guys bought your tickets or not. I'm really interested to see how many people buy the tickets two months early. I would have. I did. <laughs> I would have if I could have, but yeah. Uh, also about Thor Ragnarok, uh, you may have seen a lot of articles this week. Um, and I just want to warn people, you know, possible story moments uh, from the set visit embargoes uh, that have been lifted are coming out. So people oh, wow. who went back to the movie like earlier this year, like when, back when it was filming, those, mm-hmm. those stories are now coming out. And... 
you know, some of the, I wouldn't say spoilers, but like some story details are coming out and like plot points, like, okay, this is how, you know, how Hulk got to where he was, or this is what's going on with Thor and, and, uh, and stuff. So I don't, I don't want any of that. We got two more months. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to avoid this for two more months? Especially when we do a superhero yeah. podcast. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at least didn't put the links in or any of the information, Mike. I've got your back. Well, here. we, 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 you and us collectively will do our best to help everybody out there. But I'm always worried about that one like nerd reporter out there who's trying to get those extra clicks on his blog so they just basically put the spoiler in the title and it just shows up on facebook and it's like oh come on really so i i did read them there's no spoilers it's more of just like you know here's what's going on this is what they were filming kind of thing so there's nothing very important now but like two months ahead i feel like you know in in the movie dodgeball when you're like he's like dodging wrenches like <laughs> that's how i feel like i'm dodging i'm dodging spoilers already but there's not, right. nothing was spoilery so <laughs> But no, we're not gonna go into it. But Thor is coming. Everyone is hyped. Let's 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 keep our fingers crossed. We get to see this movie, and it comes out as well as we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie right after is Black Panther, and a lot of a lot of toys have come out for it. Or there, or there's a I think called, I think Hascon, which is like Hasbrocon mm-hmm. this weekend, and we get our first look at Killmonger's special suit he'll be wearing in the film, and uh, it's gold and black. <laughs> Uh, it looks it looks very similar. Yeah, so I did see another version of this where like the the ears and like the back of the helmet look like more like they're baggier to fit his like uh, dreadlocked hair. I think. Uh-huh. So, but I mean, there are a lot of details in this suit that you definitely don't see in the Black Panther suit that are highlighted with the gold. Yeah, it's really weird. So, is this box shot? Is this all? Is this all we have, or do we know for sure that this like little logo down in the corner is the actual figure in the box? This definitely is the figure in the. This is it. Yes, this is official. Okay. There, I've seen. I've actually seen the figure and a couple other things, but I just wanted to go with this little drawing because it was the the closest and, and the best quality you could see. Gotcha. Well, it makes me wonder that maybe the Black Panther suit isn't as unique as we think it is. You know. I don't necessarily think that there's like a whole chamber that with the walls lined with Black Panther <laughs> Black Panther suits, but it seems like there's going to be other kind of super powered rivals in Wakanda, you know, because it's just kind of like it's not a fair fight if you just have like this like this awesome vibranium suit and like people are trying to like you know take over your city. It's like well, I'm super powered. Like good luck. Yeah, and then like what we saw in was it a Civil War like big machine gun bullets off a helicopter just like ding <laughs> off of it. Yeah. So, like, you know, they have to level the playing field somehow, and if they're taking a book out of Iron Man's, like, a, a play out of Iron Man's book, another suit. Uh, so, but, I mean, that doesn't worry. I, I think it's cool to see um, this gold version, rather than, I think, Killmonger had, like, a different gold suit that looked way different. So, it, it's it's good to see that they're kind of updating it to make, make it work in the MCU kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we get Avengers... Three, but then we have to wait a year for Avengers Four. So we have some Avengers Four news. Man, it's so weird talking about Avengers Four news when we haven't even like seen a trailer for the third one. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we saw it. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but um, Hawkeye is supposed to take up the the his sword wielding persona Ronan in the film for Avengers Ooh, Four. So are we actually giving Hawkeye something to do, or it, is he maybe just getting a little boring and we gotta like upgrade him a little bit? Yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be interesting. In the comic books, he took up the persona Ronan. It was more like a samurai. I mean, Ronan is like a you know a sword fighting name. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, you know, maybe maybe he's gotta you know learn a different skill set 
because you know, firing arrows isn't, isn't doing it for him. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like there's a couple different ways you could kind of make this work in the movie. And, it you know, I think it could be something just as simple as, like, just kind of like a one-off, like, oh, well, I just, you know, this is a more of like a stealth serious mission. I just changed my costume and picked up the sword. So you just kind of alluding to the costume of Ronan. Or maybe they'll do it up a little bit more. You know, I think when a character in a comic book like totally changes their persona and identity, there's a big story element. There's a big character reason why they're doing that. I don't know. So maybe maybe Clint will be going through some like hard times. You know, maybe we'll develop his character a little bit more because sometimes he just kind of pops up out of nowhere, just like kind of like help out the gang and then he disappears. Like in like it, what was it? Um, was it Civil War? He was just kind of like, hey, I'm here. Uh, come with me, uh, Scarlet Witch. We're going to get away from Vision. You know, I was just in the neighborhood to rescue you or something like that. So I don't know if we're just going to get more Hawkeye like that or I don't know. Maybe we're going to know a little bit more about his family. Maybe maybe he needs to protect his identity to save his family. So he puts on this suit. I don't know. So I think if I remember correctly, the character Ronan uh, came about um, after um, the House of M. Uh, ability uh, series which is where the Scarlet Witch rewrote reality uh, kind of thing and um, he was killed but then kind of brought back to life I believe uh, I don't really remember a whole lot but if, if that is true and we have the Infinity Gauntlet in play and possibly the Scarlet Witch in play maybe reality is temporarily rewritten a little bit and he ends up being this character due to that reality rewriting kind of thing uh, yeah, like maybe. in the comic books yeah, I don't know. I feel like after Age of Ultron, we've kind of put, like, Hawkeye in a corner. It's like, what are you supposed to do with a guy that has, like, a, a family mm-hmm. and kids, but is also supposed to be, you know, like, this superhero? Like, it, it makes more sense for his character and his family to retire and just go be, like, uh, like a dad and a husband. But at the same time, like, this feels bad, but don't you kind of just want his family to die so he can, like, go be a badass superhero without any attachments? They, they definitely, in the Ultimate Universe, kill his family, and he goes he gets pretty dark in that one um and and you know he is technically a fugitive from the state uh i guess uh since he was put in the prison and uh captain america or steve rogers broke oh, him out oh yeah end. that's right so maybe when he does break out maybe that's why he needs to hide his yeah. identity take him another mantle because if you know if shield starts finding out like oh there's a dude running around with like a bow and arrow and like a purple suit like oh that's hawkeye though yeah. does he have short blonde hair yeah i think that's hawkeye like no 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 this guy had a bow but he was in a black suit so it's a different guy <laughs> and he had a mohawk so what it can be hawkeye obviously yeah. So uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of reasons that could definitely lead to this uh, logically in, in the movies, um, or, or illogically, I guess I don't care. Um, but I mean, to think we're still almost two years, a little under two years away from this, um, <laughs> is big. So hopefully we'll, well I, get to see. Something I think soon. it I think it answers one big question: Hawkeye's not dying in the third movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. unless he does die and comes back as Ronan. Oh, anything could happen with these goddamn gems. It definitely could. <laughs> Uh, a fun photo here from Spider-Man Homecoming launched in China today, uh, or very soon, and the, the poster for it um, is highly inaccurate for the movie. So <laughs> I thought I thought you would find this funny, seeing that none of this on the poster 
Technically, it all happens, but it does not happen together. So, um. <laughs> I mean, it, it's still. I mean, I guess it's a, a way cooler uh, poster than that original one that we got. Uh, so, I don't know. Whatever. It's China. They just they're just trying to get them in the theater and take their money. Yeah. So this one just has uh, Iron Man on a exploding jet while the Vulture is trying to land on him, and Iron Man's chasing them down from Avengers Tower. Okay. Well, <laughs> if they put this up and it didn't happen, would you be disappointed or pleasantly surprised? They trick you, Mike. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, I'm Chinese, so I probably have other things to worry about, like the democratic process of my country. So I'm just going into the theater to just... Uh, Look, well, you're too to busy making that. iPhones. You can't go watch this movie. Never mind. I <laughs> oh. forgot I asked you. <laughs> so well, there's that. You guys can take a look at that poster and get a kick out of it if you've, if you've seen the movie. If not, might be spoilers. I doubt it. So, oh, well, it's coming out on uh, Blu-ray uh, next month. So our DVD and 4K and Blu-ray next month. So that's cool. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is bringing back a popular fan favorite character, at least for me, with uh, Lance Hunter uh, returning to the show. Uh, You might remember him being the sidekick to Mockingbird, and they left to make their own show that was not picked up. Oh, yeah, he was uh, the British fellow, right? That is correct. Okay, yeah, I remember him. I feel like he's popped up somewhere else recently on a TV show I'm watching, but I can't recall... But man, yeah, he was kind of a uh, he was spunky. It'll be fun to see him come back. Yeah, he was definitely uh, definitely different. He 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 definitely brought a different dynamic to the show that everyone every he's like yeah he's a good operative, but he's just like no we're gonna do it like a different way kind of thing. So um, yeah, he's funny. I like him. Let's bring him back. I'm cool with this. Um, no word on Mockingbird. Uh, the actress uh, Adrian Palicki is starting in the Orville, which starts up today i guess the sunday yeah that's right um so i don't think she'll be coming back but at least we'll get one of them and who knows for how long but if the season starts off in space does it mean it's going to come back to earth or is he going to end up in space mike what do you think oh god i don't know <laughs> too many questions we'll wait. i'm just curious how they're going to pull off space on that tv budget but we'll see i mean yeah. sci-fi can do it they got some sci-fi shows in space so yeah well i mean thankfully abc um after inhumans it done only has one show to focus its money on, rather than you know four CW shows. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see how they pull that off for sure. Uh, the Punisher, another TV show from Marvel, hopefully launching this November, shows our first look at Micro, also known as Microchip, talking with Frank Castle, and it appears that they're both uh, in an abandoned warehouse turned makeshift base and a bed, and they're drinking, and who knows what's happening. They look like they would be very good friends. They look like they're meant for each other. They do. Um, so, Micro looks like a stereotypical underground hacker, if you will, uh, a techie. Um, I believe his pants are undone, if I believe correctly. I'm uh, seeing <laughs> here. But uh, do you ever see the Punisher Warzone, the 2008 version? Oh, of no, no, I did not, Chris. <laughs> uh, so, they have Microchip in that one, our, our, I think our first on screen version, with Wayne Knight from, from Seinfeld. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. So, uh, he, I mean, they probably thought, oh, great, he did the hacking in Jurassic Park, right? So he, he's obviously a good hacker. <laughs> but um, this is definitely not the Wayne Knight uh, version of, of Microchip. So so that's cool. I'm, I'm really excited to see The Punisher, if I was to be straight up honest. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see this show that we don't know very much about, to be honest. So Well, Chris, that's all we, that's all we demand from you is straight up honesty. Uh, well, too bad you're not going to get it. Uh, I'm going to lie to you. No, not really. We're going to talk about Disney, the streaming service we talked about last couple weeks ago, maybe last Mm -hmm. month. Um, The Disney CEO, Bob Iger, has confirmed the streaming service will also be the only place for Marvel and Star Wars films to stream as well. 
I am not surprised. Yep. I, it doesn't make any sense that they would keep those on different streaming networks. I'm just really curious um, what exactly is going to come to this Disney streaming service. I mean, uh, obviously new movies i would assume would come to the streaming service but after how long disney is really really popular people just if they love those movies they end up buying them so it seems like you would still want them to actually buy it and not just pay for a streaming service but who knows i'm no ceo of a big giant corporation um but i'm kind of curious will all of the tendrils of disney come in will like their animated tv shows will their kind of old back catalog stuff come to it like if it's literally anything disney has the rights to on the streaming service i think that's actually a pretty good pretty good deal depending on how much they charge funny you mentioned that bob Iger also said in addition to disney marvel and star wars movies the upcoming service will also have four to five original disney series so new content all right as well as three to four exclusive disney movies i'm assuming probably like aladdin 2 type films um uh, but also will have his existing television library brought to the streaming service as well oh that would be pretty crazy man um which also you know disney does own abc so does that mean the abc library will also bump into this or or not that would be really crazy i would and they own own espn so what about all those old football shows and sports shows people like to watch like the old i mean it it honestly sounds like they're they're building up a juggernaut for sure. Uh, it, I can't imagine DC's streaming service um, holding a candle to uh, you know that back catalog for sure. I mean, I still want to watch that um, that Titan show that's coming out, and I want to watch Young Justice se- season three. But man, this Disney streaming service is just going to overshadow anything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is, you know, I, they may put the movies that come out on the streaming service because I'm, I'm going to bear with me from a from a monetary model. If this service costs maybe, what, 10 or $15 a month, mm-hmm. um, they're paying 10 or $15 a month to watch their movies that, you know, you buy it once for $20, but if they don't buy it and they keep streaming it, they have to keep the service going in order for their kids to watch those movies would they make more money over that over the like again there's there's more cost to it than just a single movie but Mm -hmm. you know like um maybe maybe you can get them there quicker that way um but i kind of am interested to um know if if maybe um what what these what these are gonna look like will the star wars tv shows make it over there um well i would think tv shows make it I would think maybe if they're making original series, I would assume maybe they're going to make finally a Star Wars series. And I mean, that would kind of be a killer, a killer kind of a thing to put on their service. Like, oh, we're finally making a Star Wars series, but you're going to need to get this Disney streaming service. Uh, I think Disney is a very unique situation. They're a very well-known studio that has like theme parks all over the world. They have some of those iconic characters on the planet. They can do this. But they're the only studio that people care about, like, the label. Like, oh, it's a Disney movie. I'm going to go see it. Nobody cares about any of the other st- any of the other studios. Like, I'm not going to want a Universal streaming service. I don't, I don't want, like, a Lionsgate streaming service. You know, I don't want a WB streaming service. I don't want all of these kind of, like, random streaming services from studios because no one cares really what studio a movie comes out of. I mean, we know just because, you know, we report on this stuff. But, you know, that's about as far as it goes for us. So I think Disney's in a unique position here, but I don't... Sony shouldn't even attempt or entertain the idea of a Sony streaming service because it's just going to be a waste. You know, there's what, maybe like 
four or five big studios out there. I don't want four or five new streaming services just to get all, just to be able to watch all the stuff that's coming out, you know? So yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Like no one else, like they want to imitate everybody and, and they, they just kind of half ass it. Whereas Disney, a, they're, they're buying all the services they're buying all the, the infrastructure. They've got all the content. They've got the, the brand loyalty. Um, they're going to do it right. Just hopefully nobody, like, like you said, like, other smaller studios try to pick it up and do it themselves because a DIY streaming service with only like five good things, I got to shoot yourself right in the foot. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just they're just in a totally different league, and I'm just really curious maybe if maybe monthly billing fatigue is going to set in with some people soon. Like this is slightly off topic, but there is a like there's like a there's like a home security camera um, called Canary that you can buy that just like a year or two ago when it was introduced you used to have just like you used to just buy it as a piece of hardware and you used to plug it in and it worked but now if you want to get almost any functionality out of it you have to pay a monthly payment because it connects to some sort of cloud service or something like that so it's like how many things in people's lives is gonna end up being a monthly payment so it's just like a streaming service ends up being just another one of those things so it's just like like how many judgment calls do you have to make at the end of every month or at the beginning of every month when the bill comes due for just this streaming thing that is just like, oh, this is like so annoying. I used to be able to just like buy one thing and that would be it. You know, I used to be able to just buy one Disney movie and have it and watch it whenever I want. But now I feel compelled to be able to stream it all the time anywhere. I guess it's just, it's totally convenient. The convenience of streaming is just like insane, but well, there's got to be a limit. I, no one's going to be subscribed to like a hundred, literally a hundred things that they have to pay like $10. Well, for, you know? I definitely think it's part of the everyone's like, well, we hate cable packages. We want our a la carte systems. And now they're here. And when you add them all together, it's not as good as the original deal was. So, <laughs> well, I think it's because like, you know, if you if you do take that a la carte like kind of analogy there is like, well, if you were going to break up like cable channels, it's almost like what would you be willing to pay for that one cable channel? And it's just like. I think some are worth $10 a month and I think maybe some are worth less. So it's like we were just talking about, you know, the Disney streaming service comparing against the DC streaming service. I don't think it's a contest if they're priced the same, but if if the DC streaming service is maybe a couple bucks cheaper, maybe that makes more sense. Yeah, even if it was the same price, I feel I'm going to have more variety on Disney than DC ever will. Yeah. So uh, for sure I, I yeah we'll have to see when they actually come out uh, it's all speculation now but i'm definitely more excited for this disney service as more things are, are, are added to it i just hope disney doesn't take the approach like they do with everything else where it's tiered uh you pay for the disney tier you pay for the marvel tier you pay for the star wars tier uh, oh god no just give it to me all just one one package one price that would be great so so we'll knock on yeah. wood there yeah either way all of these streaming services are amazing because they don't give me commercials. I love living in a world without commercials. So I guess if that costs me a little bit more money, I'll deal with it. That's true. Mike Mike will pay for your service if it has no commercials. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, a couple of images have come out today. But the one I want kind of want to share with you here is our first, not our first, but another look at Supreme Leader Snoke here. And he looks uh, pissed off. His up. Uh- his ugly mug so i guess this is like our second look at his unhologram face that first one 
was taken down very quickly by uh, Disney Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if this one's official or where exactly it came from. This kind of seems like one of those, like maybe like promo leaks or something like that. There there are, um, there's a bunch of character cards like this. Uh, The rebels I think are blue, uh, have a blue background in the same background. And then this one has a yellow uh, for the first order Uh characters. So uh, it's definitely official. So that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm just going to be underwhelmed now because just now that I'm seeing him in broad daylight, I'm just I'm getting the idea that he's not a giant. I know I might be the only person that took that uh, projection of him literally, but I think it would just be really cool if he was big. I don't know. I just like the idea of maybe Jedi's trying to fight something really tall because, like a you know, a lightsaber battle is like cool and all but like oh can you imagine the stakes of like a giant lightsaber i mean i guess maybe that's just the theme of this new star wars trilogy of just make everything bigger make the death star bigger make those um they're not called ATATs. what are the ones with four legs called again uh the four legs are the ATATs. yes the two legs are the atsts uh- Okay, yeah. So make the ATATs bigger because we know we're getting that bigger one coming up. So like, make the villain bigger and give him a bigger lightsaber. I know it sounds kind of like dumb, but don't you want like a giant alien with a giant like industrial lightsaber that has like I don't know a ton of those like crystals or whatever there whatever's in there to make that lightsaber? Like that sounds like badass. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm gonna have to go on the other side of the fence and say no, no. I, I don't I don't want this big. <laughs> you want him to be short? You want him to be as short as Yoda? Yeah, this, he's actually very very small, very small person have you seen men in black it's like the guys who go in this the human suits he's, he's one of those uh yeah. yeah i suppose that's an idea well what, what i kind of like him he's got like a very shiny cloth uh robe on it looks like so he he very much lives elegantly i guess for a horrifically scarred and elderly alien character <laughs> um, but the more i see of them because they have this and they have the the official pop vinyl you can buy of them as well to bring that back around um I just don't think he's going to do anything. I think he'll probably be killed off very quickly is my concern after all the hype for him. So Yeah, I, I think if there's one thing that we can take away, since now we're kind of seeing him in flesh and bone, yeah, like you said, I think it's safe to say that he is a not human, like he is an alien figure. He's got very wide-set eyes, got a very big cranium. He looks very human-like, and I think that hologram did kind of... Um, like kind of make things harder to tell but yeah i think he doesn't have that same anatomy as a human so it makes me wonder you know what's his backstory Mm -hmm. and i like that he's a bad guy you know because darth maul i guess you he probably wasn't human because he was growing horns but he's you know he was literally a human being in makeup for the movie so i like that this is kind of it's a little off-putting seeing someone that looks like a human but you know is not yeah it's it's right outside the uncanny valley like you can't look away yeah um, Adam, and, and that's that's cool. I just again, I hope he's just not kind of killed off quickly. Um, and but also, I, I always forget this. He is played by Andy Circus. Like, how awesome is that that he gets to come in and play this awesome, you know, hopefully awesome Star Wars character? So, uh, yeah, I want to see what hopefully a giant Star Wars yeah. character. Yes, Andy Circus has been King Kong, and then his taller relative, Supreme Leader Snoke. So yeah, so we'll give him that. <laughs> Yeah. But everyone's here for the other Star Wars news, Mike. I know you're here for this. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, not titled yet. The director, Colin Trevorrow, has exited the movie, uh, presumably fired from the movie. Uh, pretty Ooh. pretty right now. A couple weeks ago, we reported that he um, wrote a draft of the movie and some new people were finishing the movie. I think uh, that's normal, but now that he's left the film, that might have been some 
early signs of a of a shakeup going on there. Um, so, yeah. So I mean, what I've gotten out of this is the next the top contenders for the last movie are both Ryan Johnson of Episode Eight and J.J. Abrams of Episode Seven. And what my friend Brian of Comic UI pointed out to me is that the last person to direct two Star Wars movies uh, total ended up being George Lucas. So I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a really weird situation. Like, you know, we were literally just talking about how big of an organization Disney is, and it seems like they want a very specific movie made. Yeah, and so this is the second Star Wars firing <coughs> That has happened this year alone. Uh, the first being the, um, I forget, Phil Lord and Chris Miller off of uh, Han Solo movie, right? So so now we're mm-hmm. we're here. Um, you know, Han Solo, smaller film, still going to make a lot of money. But when you're fired off a large Star Wars movie, I mean, you gotta, you've got to have done something real bad, I think, to, to get that to that point. Um, because Star Wars yeah. made the announcement, not the director himself. Yeah, and it, it, it's just strange because it makes me think, you know, you're hiring a director, so do you just go all in and hopefully they make something good that you want? Or do you just try to craft the situation and kind of like hopefully try to make the magic happen the way you want it to happen? You know, I feel like if you're if you if a studio has this much control over a movie, I feel like it's almost like they're trying to sand down the edges. They're trying to make sure it's perfect, it fits right into this hole exactly how they want, you know, so it just churns out the most cash as possible. But, like, are we gonna, are we kind of losing any sort of, like, the creativity that comes from the movie when you kind of just throw these directors off? But, I mean, who, I mean, who knows? I mean, we kind of have to wait and see maybe how this Han Solo movie works because I think that's the closest analog right now. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if the movie just kind of ends up being average and okay and inoffensive, you know, maybe we're just going to get more of that for episode nine. Well, I think I think Han Solo um, compared to episode nine is, is a little unfair because much like Marvel, um, their, their movies can stand alone and be creative, but they need to... Um, the ones that work together uh, into like you know the, the the Thor movies have to work together the Iron Man movies have to work together but like you don't have to worry about Captain America as much when you're making Ant-Man or Doctor Strange uh, kind of thing but as an unnamed producer quoted um, this week that there's one gatekeeper when it comes to Star Wars and it's Kathleen Kennedy if you rub Kathleen Kennedy the wrong way in any way you're out you're done and a lot of these new young new directors want to come in and say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And a lot of these guys like Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Colin Trevorrow got very rich very fast, which is true. They just did some indie films and then were, were put on that. And they don't want to play by the rules and believe their own hype. And they want to do shit differently. And Kathleen Kennedy isn't going to fuck around with that. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, when they announced Star Wars three movies, they announced all three directors at once, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or at least it was the the nine was Contra was brought in after they announced after seven was was kind of in production, so that might have been a little bit earlier. But I, I don't know. I don't think creativity is going to play too much in Star Wars because they've they've obviously got a Star Wars story bible like this has to happen uh, by this movie kind of thing, and it, it's still I mean though it is a money maker I think they need to prove hey we're not messing up Star Wars we're not doing a prequel situation. Where you just give one person all the creativity, and and nobody's having any fun at the end of the day. Yeah, 
I mean, I guess that is a very interesting way to look at it, whether it's true or not. Like, you do have these young directors that have kind of come up out of nowhere. Like, I guess maybe they have or haven't paid their dues. You know, is the big movie that they directed just a fluke? And maybe Disney's worried that they're just going to be like a one-hit wonder director? I don't, I don't know. I guess that's a possibility, but there's that's a loaded quote. I mean, I guess if you rub Kathleen Kennedy the wrong way in any way, you're out. Like, does that just mean if you if you just like make a really bad or ill-timed joke that you're just out of there, or maybe she just doesn't like your attitude? But I don't know. It sounds like a very stressful thing to be uh, directing a, a giant Disney movie, and it seems like they're not necessarily looking for directors. It's almost like, okay, we need a project manager for the next Star Wars movie who can who can manage this and, and shepherd this through. But we're gonna make sure that they report up to us. So, I mean, I guess that just that's just what happens when you have these movies pulling down billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of people involved. So I guess I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like. Uh, it's like you just never know what's going to happen. Well, the thing with Star Wars is it's also a lasting legacy. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to ever go back and um, special edition these three movies that they're making right now. So what they're trying to make is, you know, the definitive edition the first time around. Um, yeah. it. But I think it would have been nice if they would have kept with Lord and Miller on the Han Solo movie because – it seemed like maybe these Star Wars story movies would have been a fun time to experiment a little bit, at least. You know, you have your big flagship movies, like you said, that are sticking to a big story Bible. They have to hit these beats and hit these notes. But wouldn't it have been fun to kind of just hire these directors for these Star Wars story movies and let them do literally exactly what they want? You know, obviously don't rewrite canon and just like, you know make Ray's parents like I don't know related to Darth Vader in some way and she's not supposed to be but it's just like it would have been kind of cool to just like make this Han Solo movie how Chris how Lord Miller wanted their movie to be whether it was funny and goofy you know who cares it's just a Star Wars story movie we already have a bunch of awesome Han Solo stuff in the flagship movies so just let them do whatever they want so I guess it makes a little bit more sense with episode nine but I think it would have been nice if these Star Wars movies were smaller, you know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel you back in. I think you're making a big assumption that Phil Lord and Chris Miller were gonna make a funny movie, and were told, "Hey, well, make a funny movie early on." When everybody was like, "No, they weren't following the scripts. They were doing stuff off script, not telling people what they were doing." And when you're fucking with billions of dollars, you you can't just be riffing on set like, "Okay, we're gonna try this out today. Hopefully, it works out." So. Uh, well, I mean, maybe that's just how those, you know, guys make movies. I, you know, maybe that's how the movies that they made before ended up being so But good. they would have vetted them before they got to that point. It wouldn't have been like, oh, well, we just found out on set you don't know how to do this. So, whoops, our bad. I, I think, you know, whatever they agreed upon early on was not what was happening on set. And it, Again, knowing knowing the process, and we both know the process, we know there's all sorts of stories, all sorts of sides to, to things, and... Whatever happened, we'll, we may never know, but uh, at least we don't have Josh Trank directing a Boba Fett movie. Let's all just be thankful <laughs> he got fired first, and, and we don't have to deal with that. Oh, man. The drama is so much fun. It, the drama is so much fun in Hollywood. <laughs> imagine if, if this had happened 15, 20 years ago, we never would have heard any of it. It would have just went under the radar, <laughs> and we'd have been like, we don't know anything different. So uh, I, I definitely love it. Looking forward to more Star Wars, though. Really really getting getting into the Star Wars mood this this winter so really really hoping for that 
Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, a movie that, you know, who the fuck knows how this is going to go. Um, I, we've already kind of said it, but we're going to confirm it. Jennifer Lawrence has, again, reaffirmed she's returning as Mystique to the X-Men franchise Ooh. in Dark Phoenix. Just a low tone of boo throughout this whole story. I don't want her coming back. She's a fine actress. She's she's won Oscars. She's been in good movies. But she just doesn't really seem to fit within this X-Men universe, mainly because they're just like, hey, we have this giant big star in our movie. She happens to be playing Mystique, so let's just give her all of this camera and screen time and all of the story preferential treatment. That's we don't want Mystique doing that, people. Oh, I think I think it's good to not write out Mystique completely if they're trying to, you know, keep the like. Oh, this character was only in it for three movies and they're completely gone. Like I feel like that's whenever a character's kind of get ripped off a little bit, uh, and then the story doesn't flow naturally. But like, yeah, she doesn't need to be the main focus. Like, yes, we know she's pretty to look at. She makes money, but we don't need a Mystique movie unless you want to just make a whole Mystique movie. And I think that was called what Days of Future Past or something like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, it just feels like they're they're servicing her her stardom. Yeah. So she says she wants to follow the character arc after the first three films, which kind of leans into what I was saying. Like, hey, you know, hopefully this character just doesn't disappear off the face of the earth, as important as she was for the other movies. But at the same time, she probably got a dump truck full of money to to come in and do <laughs> this. So. Uh, I, does she need to come back? Maybe not for like. Hey, there's a there's a cameo of her in the school. She's a teacher now. Or oh, she's over with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, getting ready to to, to show up in X Men One. You know. But other than that, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same page as you. Like we don't need a lot of Jennifer. It doesn't need to be hit in the face with Jennifer Lawrence. So yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, we we were just kind of uh, uh, beating a Disney down a little bit in that last segment, but they did make a good decision to not cast Jennifer Lawrence as Rey, uh, which reportedly they were going to do in the Star Wars movies, and they specifically said it was because they were worried her her stardom would kind of overshadow the film. So I feel like Fox is just like, no, fuck it, we're going to put her full front and center in these movies because they need to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and and they don't need they don't need Jennifer Lawrence's drama to, to, to get there, so... Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for. I'm not okay. I'm not excited for Dark Phoenix, but I'm excited for the X Men <laughs> franchise as a whole because of all the other properties they might have uh, coming our way. Also, in Dark Phoenix, Jessica Chastain has com- has said she is not playing Lalandra, Queen of the Shi'ar Empire. So uh, maybe we're not going to space. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> well we got we got hyped early. I mean, is she she is is she still going to be in the movie, or oh, is she just confirming she's not going to be that character? Yeah, she's she she is in the movie. She's been filming, and then said that she's oh yeah, I I'm not playing Lalandra kind of thing. So, well, uh, well, I mean, maybe there still is a Lalandra. Maybe she's just a different character. Okay, I mean, I totally. I mean, I want to be surprised, uh, honestly, but I don't. I don't want X Men Apocalypse. Is kind of what I'm saying here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I I feel. Like- yeah, well, it's like, what else do you have to do with the X-Men? They've been around for so long. They've kind of already told, you know, the main X-Men story, which is kind of like the discrimination between mutants. They've kind of told that several different ways now. Uh, they've gone into the past. They've gone into the future. Uh, now, it's basically, they just got to go into space. That's kind of like the, the yeah. last thing left. <laughs> Please, go into space. The space parts of X-Men are some of the greatest parts of X-Men. Like I, we just they just gotta bite the bullet and go outside of the box because you know it's working for Marvel, 
take take a take a page out of their book for once, okay? Like, do something smart with X Men, or you know what, Marvel, take that money you were gonna spend on Inhuman season two, and and don't and just buy the X Men back because because you you have <laughs> Disney has the money to do it, so. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Either way. But like I said, we have other X-Men properties to look forward to, much like Deadpool 2 and The New Mutants, which reports have said that both films have possibly wrapped production already. Oh, wow. So Josh Boone has reportedly completed the spinoff X-Men New Mutants for release on April 13th, which I guess he'd have to have done, right? Like, it would have to be completely yeah. done. Uh, while director David Leach has wrapped Deadpool 2 for a June 1st release. Oh, wow. I wonder if maybe this is just kind of principal photography, I think what they call. You know, the cameras have stopped rolling. Yeah, uh, yes. I, I would I would think there's there's still lots of special effects work to do. My assumption is that New Mutants has a lot of visual effects work to get done, uh, and it's probably mostly done green screen. Uh, and because we saw set photos from Deadpool 2, right? We saw Cable. We saw, um, I mean, an act- a stunt actress tragically died on the set of Deadpool 2. Like, they're out and about. Mm-hmm. But New Mutants would have taken less than two months to film, and we saw no set photos other than, like, the cast releasing one together in a stairwell one day. Well, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I think the last time we kind of talked about the overall story of New Mutants, didn't we say that there was going to be some sort of, like, maybe horror or dark tone to the movie or, yeah. or something along those lines? Yeah, very, mu- very much so. so. so- so usually when you try to hit that tone in a movie, usually they're kind of like smaller, more intimate. You know, maybe that's how this new Mutants movie uh, is working. You know, maybe they're all trapped in a facility, so it makes sense that all the filming would be maybe in one location. Or, like you said, a, a green screen, you know, they just in one just big green warehouse and they're just going to put, you know, digitally put all the other stuff in there. But, you know, maybe it's more smaller and intimate and it was yeah. able to film very quickly. I, I mean, I definitely hope so. The smaller, more intimate ones are great and you know um i think part of it you know they fight like a demon bear wasn't it like in that visual effects reel that they've already have yeah so they already have a lot of this stuff already in place so i mean with with that already like visual effects visual effects pre-reels done i mean maybe they've been working on a lot longer than we we knew and and they just kind of knocked it out and like all right we're done move along Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm okay with them both being done as long as we get you know as long as Fox hits their deadline for once. Uh, I'd be okay yeah. With I that. mean I always yeah I like it because the sooner they're done, that just means the sooner we're gonna get a trailer. Yeah, and a- April April's a, coming up quick, man. I mean we're we're getting closer to April than than it sounds like, and you know uh, we got we got to see some footage on this to get us hyped for a brand new franchise. Yeah, I, I have a strong feeling uh, since Deadpool 2 is probably going to be the biggest thing coming out of Fox Studios next year. And uh, considering the time, I think Deadpool is going to have a, a pretty strong appearance at the Super Bowl. You know, I think the last t- time his movie was coming out, I think he was selling like chimichangas like outside. It was just kind of more of a viral thing. But I would assume we're going to be getting some cool Super Bowl trailers uh, coming that time. Yeah. And what I like about, um, you talking earlier, Deadpool 2, Deadpool 1 had a, it's like over a day and it's a flashback, but with Cable, they can mm-hmm. actually have a flash forward. So it's like the no, reverse I, story I suppose, of, the, yeah. of the effect. Like Cable's talking about what happens in the future because Deadpool messed something up real, real bad. So um, I think that, I think that's a cool flip on the story without, you know, trying to, to make it too weird and too different and too new. <laughs> so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. take that. Also, great news here, X-Force, the movie, Deadpool and Cable will lead the team in the upcoming X-Force movie. 
So I, I think that makes that makes total sense, and I was very much expecting that. Great. What you probably didn't expect is Drew Goddard to write and direct the film. So, ooh, Drew Goddard. I think the last time I heard that name, we were talking about Daredevil. Yep, he was signed on for Daredevil, and then he left to go to. I think he worked on Pacific Rim Two, maybe a little bit. He, he's been all over the place. Like, you know, he's got his hands in everything. I don't know if he's really completed anything uh, lately. Kind of like a, a <laughs> Del Toro of sorts, if you will. Um, but, but I definitely think you know having him lined up to do X Force would be the comic book property we kind of. We kind of want him to do so. I'm okay with this. Like this is good news for X Force. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a producer on Daredevil. He he was a writer on Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yep. So he's done lots of really awesome stuff. Um, so I'm totally down with uh, Drew Goddard being all over this X Force movie. I'm like obviously the 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 X Men universe is just kind of all over the place. I'm kind of more curious where X Force and Deadpool kind of connect and separate. Uh, because I kind of made the theory, uh, like I think maybe a few months back, that X-Force would kind of be the third Deadpool movie, kind of like, you know, that's right. what they're building up to, kind of like an Avenger-style thing. But then I think, you know, there's going to be a Deadpool 3, and it's going to be like an actual Deadpool trilogy. So does the X-Force, like, move on maybe without Deadpool in the future? So it's just kind of like, is Fox just throwing Deadpool in, any, in anything that they possibly can, like a, a spice, you know? Yeah. I mean, who who honestly? I honestly don't know. But if it's if it is Deadpool three, I'm okay with it. If it's its own separate movie, you know, even better for us. I think you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're we're getting some some good stuff out of it, regardless. So, uh, Fox is making several okay decisions in my book, and and this is this is one of them, I think. <laughs> um, Mike might find this really happy uh, to hear that the Venom movie has been pushed back the production to October twenty third. Uh, the original date was September 1st. Uh, that's almost two whole months. Do you think this movie will ever see the light of day? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like production-wise, we're getting very, very close to kind of like some big dollars being spent. So, I mean, October 23rd isn't too far away. So I feel like maybe the gap is a little too small to just write the movie off like I would want I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for some schedules to align. What is, is Tom Hardy is supposed to be in this movie, right? Tom Hardy is Venom. Yep, and is shooting for an October fifth release for next year. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe his like schedule is all messed up, and they gotta wait for him to well, come on board. So, but, so I don't know. The, the the reports are this is this is because um, finding crew in uh, Toronto is very hard right now because of the X Men movies and the Avengers filming up there. Uh, they can't find the crew to make Venom like. Because because they're all hired working on bigger, uh, more trusted projects. So yeah, because God forbid any studio make a movie in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, <laughs> they got to go to Georgia or Canada. I think uh, Captain Marvel is coming to L.A. actually for you guys. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna send you out so. on the street. There's yeah, I, it seems like no studio makes any any movie without some sort of tax cut and out here in LA we do have tax cuts for movies but it's on more of a lottery based system so you kind of like you kind of say like hey I want to make a I want to make a superhero movie in LA you know put put your name in the raffle and if you if it comes out you get the tax credit so sometimes you get them out here sometimes you don't yeah so uh I mean I guess if they can still meet their October 1st deadline I want to see some official images man like give us a lo- a tentative logo, give us a tentative Venom suit look, you know, um, give us something to get hyped about because right now pretty low on my list for next year and next year's not got a lot of good movies. 
So yeah, you got you got to give me give me something to sink my teeth into, just because I can't get excited for this right now. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Um, moving on right along, Suicide Squad Two has been in our news uh, about every week for the past month, and the director mm-hmm. and writer has been found with Gavin O'Connor, who recently did the Ben Affleck movie The Accountant. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> um, I'm friend of the show, Brian uh, Smith, a comic guy. He watched it recently, and he's like, you know, this was not a bad movie. And he showed me some of the action scenes, and they were pretty cool. Um, I, I wouldn't say quite Jason Bourne level, but like it, it had some, some good action in it. Um, so I, I guess that's okay. I mean, re- I would prefer a new person rather than um, who, who did the last one, David Ayer. So... Um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with new new blood coming in, injecting it into the show, or in the movies. So yeah, we'll go with that. I, and lastly, just Mike's home. new just favorite. Want, just want a good movie. <laughs> that's right. Mike's new favorite movie is going to be the live action Aladdin because I've told I've now decided this <laughs> on the show, and it is right, it has commenced production. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, they're they're still moving along with it. And Will Smith has shown a main cast photo um, that he's shared here, and we get to see Will Smith as. We, who will be playing the genie. He's not in his genie attire, hopefully. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, and we get um, Mena Masoud as Aladdin. There in the the front guy on the bottom. He looks like an Aladdin. I'll give him that. Uh, Naomi Scott as Princess Jasmine. She was in the Power Rangers movie. And uh, mm-hmm. Marwan Kanzari as Jafar there in the background. So, Man, it, this looks like a... This is a good-looking cast. Um uh, I, I haven't really ever been excited for a live-action Disney movie. I'm not really excited for the quote-unquote live-action Lion King. Still haven't seen The Jungle Book. We all know my opinions on the other movies before that, but this looks like a really fun cast. It looks like they're having a good time. They do. They look like they're having fun. If you look in the back there, you see the circular doors. It looks like they're building the sets in the background, so it's not fully uh-huh. CG. It looks like they have some you know live sets going on, which is surprising. Uh, because yeah. they tend to like to CG everything these days. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't much of a, of a Disney kid myself growing up, so I wasn't like really addicted to all the Disney movies. But the, Aladdin really was one that I really enjoyed, just because you know it had like magic and you know had badass sword fights and stuff like that. So I feel like the live action Disney movies are finally catching up to stuff that I was watching. So uh-huh. now I'm actually kind of excited. Well, I also think Aladdin for us is one of the first male oriented Disney movies. Everything else was the princess, yep. the princess this, princess that. And while it says Princess Jasmine, you got to get to see a rags to riches story for for Aladdin, and um, mm-hmm. Robin Williams as a genie is definitely a sight to behold. His jokes work for kids. There's jokes for older people as well in there. So that was really a really it hit the, t- the head on the hit the nail on the head with what it was, it was shooting for here. And 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 mm-hmm. these people definitely look like they're having a good time, and, and you know that's kind of contagious. My question is: Is Will Smith wearing a hat promoting himself? Uh, <laughs> it's a W with a circle, and that's not Westworld's logo. I know, so <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I I don't know either. But you know, um, chalks up as as curious, interested in the live action Aladdin movie coming out from from Disney uh, sometime. Not it's not on our upcoming release schedule. I don't have a Disney one. I'm sorry. So right, it's all right. So we'll let it slide. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Thank you. So we finally made it. Got through our show this week. Uh, and again, uh, somehow I did not manage to reference the Dark Knight yet again. Uh, <laughs> thank you for our our fan of the show, Jacob, for pointing that out. 
Uh, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find more out about where you where you are? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and they can follow my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdin, V-A-L-D-I-N. I'll be posting stuff there. I'm going to take a picture of those Avengers pops, so if you follow me, you've probably already seen it. If not, go check it out. I'm, a, I, I want, I'm really excited to share this set. Like it's, it's fun to have a full set of pops. And, you know, uh, uh, also you can find me on Comic UI. You can read my stuff there. And you can also um, follow, listen to my other show, Filmside Chats. And lastly, you can also head over to YouTube, search the DNN, and see the video work there I do with the Destination. So I, I definitely uh, I, I encourage you to check out the Destination. There's a lot of comic book stuff there. There's a lot of, you know, collectibles. If you have anything, I do a lot of video work with the Destination. Uh, Mike, if people uh, are listening to the show for the first time, where can they find more about the show at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to check out our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all these images and stuff that we talked about on the show, you know you don't have to you don't have to scour the internet for that. Just go to SuperheroSlate.com. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. There are shirts at SuperheroSlate.com slash store if you want to sport a Superhero Slate shirt. I'm actually wearing mine right now, so you know I'm looking fresh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. If you're, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review, dropping us a comment or a like, however you digest the show. We really love that. And if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And as you can tell, I rushed through all of that because uh, we have had mounting technical difficulties for this episode. So I'm always worried about something dropping or losing because, uh, Chris, I don't know if you noticed, but while we were doing that final closing segment, the call dropped and I had to call you back. Oh, I did. And, I noticed um, and I just I just rolled with it. I wasn't going to tell a soul. You just powered through. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be like a this is like a this is gonna be a fun episode. If you can if you can reach out to us and and, and find the seams and find the edits where we had to transition from Skype to just a regular old phone call, uh, bonus points for you. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a, a beauty editing this one as well. So so looking forward to that, Mike. <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, oh fun. Uh, yeah, so I guess until next week, let's get off here before we before we lose this call. So I'll see you guys in. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. You know, you pick a pop culture reference, 60% of the time it might be a documentary on Netflix. 75% of the time it's a pop vinyl.